In today's episode, we're talking about the Netflix series Made, which is the number one series on Netflix across most of the countries at the moment. But we will focus on how we can take the lessons from there to apply in our lives to become wealthy. Let's find out what they are. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And today we're talking about the Netflix series, The Maid. Now, I know a lot of people have been watching it and I watched it because I was intrigued too, because at one point in my life, I was a single mother who was struggling as well. I could identify with a lot of things that happened to her, uh, especially because I was coming out of an abusive relationship too. But that's not what I'm going to talk about today. I know that's the angle that a lot of people have taken and I will be writing something on that. But I don't think that's applicable into the format that we have at the moment for the podcast especially. I will talk about that separately, maybe on a blog, maybe on an article, which I do have in mind to, to write about. But I want to talk about something deeper today Uh, about something that was really highlighted in the series, not the main theme, but actually it's a side theme. It's a side, um, you know, side, um, I think, plot that they have or, you know, information that they're giving because it has so many different layers upon it anyway. And you haven't seen the series, that's probably one series I do recommend you go and see. It's a short series on, on the Netflix. And it's worth watching because of the dilemmas faced by this young woman, you know, trying to escape an abusive relationship. So the lesson that I want to talk about today is the importance of your earliest money paradigm. Now, I'm just going to give you a quick background in terms of, you know, where the series, I won't spoil it for you. But this this lady is, you know, she's got a young child and she's escaping an abusive relationship and she's, you know, falling through the system and so forth. But it has deeper implications because she has manifested the exact life of her mother. Her mother was also the victim of an abusive relationship and had escaped, escaped rather, in the middle of the night with her as well. So as we get to find out that, you know, she, Alex, this lady, she sort of, you know, in the middle of the night just picks up a daughter and leaves after an incident. And later on, we find out that that's exactly what her mother had done when she was similar, you know, when she was a young child. And um, it highlighted to me you know, the, the importance of, of your earliest money paradigm, your earliest, you know, your, your basically not just paradigm about money, but your earliest paradigms, the way you see life, the way you see the world and the way you see how things happen. Now, why is this relevant to you? Why am I sharing this with you guys? Now, if you remember my story, right, if I, if I just go back to my own story, I, you know, I, and it was, it's astonishing that how can you, you know, how can this be possible? Because when you look about it initially, you think, well, how is it possible? How can someone do that? When I sort of remind you of my story, it's even more shocking and it's even more surprising that I did something extremely similar. I did the same thing as Alex. And this is what I remembered. Oh my goodness. I had done the exact same thing, which is manifesting my mother's exact life. Now, 
For those of you who are not familiar with the story, I will just give you a quick recap. For those of you who are, then um, if you want, to, if you want to understand it more deeper, then listen to episode number one for this podcast. And this, my story is as follows: that when my mother left my father, and when he cheated on her, and he remarried another lady, and I, my mother had two kids. She was in her mid thirties. And my father was a very well-to-do. He would be classified as a billionaire in today's um, day and age with that kind of level that he was at the time. That money did actually leave. He did lose most of it um, after my mother's departure um, from his life. But, um, you know, the, the story being that she left him at his peak and he pulled the financial card on her because, in, you know, because he, he was in Pakistan at that time. And Muslim men are able to have more than one wives. And but at the same time, Islam allows the woman the prerogative to say, well, you can have a second wife, but I choose not to be your first wife anymore. I can divorce you. But my father didn't allow her to do that either. He, he refused to divorce her. And she didn't pursue the matter. She wasn't going to, she wasn't looking to get remarried. So she wasn't bothered about the divorce matter anyway. But she wasn't going to live with him anymore. So she picked up the two kids, my brother and I, and she shifted us back to UK. Now, my father, I, I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but my father had gone a step further. He had ensured my mother would have no place to come here to. So the house we had, we had a house in, in um, um, I think it was Bayswater in London or Marble Arch, something like that. We had a, uh, we had an apartment there and uh, a couple of the properties in London, um, I mean, in Manchester. And he sold all of them on purpose to make sure my mother had no place to go. My mother being the stubborn woman, she didn't go to Manchester, which would be our family, or the rest of my family is. And, you know, ended up moving from town to town and eventually settled in London. Now, this was back in the early 80s. I was, what, five at the time and my brother was six. Now, those numbers are important to remember because then 30 years later or something, or yes, around 30, 30 years later, history repeated itself. Whereas my my ex-husband, Irfan, he cheated on me with a lady. Now, listen to the to the similarities here. He cheated on me with a lady who was 16 years younger than me. My my father remarried a lady who was 16 years younger than my mother. My mother had two kids. I had two kids at the time. My youngest being my son, who was five. I was the youngest royal mother, who was five. My father pulled the financial card and ensured everything within his power to make sure my, my, my mother was financially destitute uh, because she was financially fully dependent on him. And he made sure he had nothing, not a penny. And, um, you know, she would have nothing to fall back to, including the home to live into. And that's the exact pattern my ex repeated with me. I had nothing because lo and behold, even though it's 30 years later and I'm a lawyer and so forth, the, 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 the proposition put to me by Irfan was he didn't want to leave me either. He wanted to keep both me and his new girl, by the way, which um, he was planning on marrying. So he was actually going to get married to her. I had just caught him beforehand. And so if you look at the stark resemblances, it's it's pretty shocking, especially if you look up the background my mother had, and I do. My mother was a strong-minded, educated woman, but she came to this country. She wasn't very fluent in the language. It wasn't her it wasn't her country. She wasn't you know aware of the ways and you know she didn't know what to do. So she did we did we I grew up in, in a council estate with you know in poverty. My father, my brother went off the rails because he couldn't he couldn't adjust to the idea that we were really, really rich and really, really wealthy with chauffeurs and maids and so forth. And now we had nothing. We barely even had, you know, uh, utensils and um, even cutlery. We, you know, we didn't have plates. We remember, I remember eating out of yogurt pots because we didn't have plates or bowls. Right. So we went to that level. 
Uh, Bertha could not understand and he did go off the rails and he did have issues. So now that scenario and then compare that to me, a woman who has now, it's even more shocking because if you look at my background further, I was uh, an educated woman from here, a lawyer at that time qualified in three, not one, but three jurisdictions uh, had, who had become a self-made millionaire at the age of 27, was um, a leading, uh, was always one of the top people in her class, was very articulate, was always, you know, very self-confident and so forth. And she had manifested a life where for, even for a little while, but it was, living with her two young children below poverty, had no recourse to any income. And he didn't have the, I didn't even have the recourse to welfare because on paper, I was seen as wealthy because of my property. I still had own property, but I couldn't touch it because of um, obviously the divorce proceedings. So can you see um, where this story touched me? I, you know, I understand all the other, uh, all the main storyline about, you know, the issues with domestic violent women and, you know, what they have, what they go through and so forth. And it's based more on, on abuse that way, not necessarily physical violence. I mean, I was not the victim of physical violence either. That's something else I relate to with Alex, this lady, because it far never touched me in terms of, you know, physically abusing me, but he mentally abused me, emotionally abused me and sexually abused me. I suffered abuse to the, to the highest level from someone who, I don't know if you've ever seen a picture of me. I'm decent looking. I'm not saying I'm, you know, Claudia Schiffer, for God's sake. No, not at all. But I'm decent looking. He had me convinced that I was ugly, fat, um, gone you know, beyond myself. He literally broke my confidence to... He literally he broke my confidence to pieces. He shredded my confidence, if anything. And not just in my confidence in my looks, but my confidence in my ability to make money, my confidence in, in, in my ability to even converse with people, to socialize, that I was antisocial, I was horrible, people didn't like me, people didn't want me, I was too argumentative, I was too um, forceful, I was too aggressive, and he made, he gaslighted everything I did. So that uh, term that I'm not going to refer to, but if you want to Google it, you'll understand what gaslighting means. A typical behavior of a narcissist. But I mean, I'm not going to have a go at my ex at the moment. I'm just explaining the situation, how I had manifested my mother's exact life. And, you know, obviously the abuse that I suffered was a lot greater than uh, probably, um, you know, what my mother had done. But I had to obviously, <laughs> I had to make this, make sure the situation is a lot worse than I did. And um, whereas it just because it was a very stark reality to me that a lady, a woman, in the in the 21st century would recreate a scenario which is so abhorrent it's so awful yet i did i did and i i and i did it without even knowing and it was only my one of my aunts who bless her you know she when she saw the you know, what happened to me and you know she's the one who made a comment i didn't recognize that I was going through the, the entire process without seeing the bigger picture until my aunt said, my goodness, your mother must, would have turned in her grave. And I said, yeah, she would be very upset. She goes, no, 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 no. Don't you see? Exact same thing happened to you. What happened to her? She would be heartbroken. And when she said those words, that's when I realized, oh my goodness, she's absolutely right. That's exactly what I've done. I didn't picked up on this, this idea that I had manifested my mother's exact life until my aunt had brought it to my attention. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. 
See you inside the workshop. Now, why am I sharing this with you again? And why am I reflecting this with Alex? I mean, of course, I've, she's done the same thing with her uh, that happened in, in her life. That She recreated the same scenario, same situation, same exact circumstances in her life that happened to her mother. That happened with her mother because her mother was in the same situation. The reason why I share this with you guys and I share it so openly and vulnerably because I want you to understand the severity of what I'm talking about at the moment. Yes, I had an extreme aversion and I'm, I I share it very openly for that reason so you can see the, the way it is. But even in your own lives, I want you to understand this earliest money paradigm that I talk about, I talk about it from the money perspective because I am a money person. I, I'm going to talk about your money and I'm, talk, I'm going to talk about your finances. But you can apply that in all areas of your life. The way you think about things, the way you think about people, the way you behave with people, the way you approach things is very, very similar to that of your parents. Now, the, your ideas and your views and your beliefs can be different when you're in your, ter- in your 20s, in your late 20s, in your 30s. But your earliest money paradigm will start kicking in from mid-30s, from early to mid-30s onwards. And by the time you're in late 30s, early 40s, it will be fully functioning in your life. So you would be, it's almost like having a, you know, like a, it's almost like it's an elastic band. You know, you stretch, 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 and you can stretch in your 20s and your in your 30s. But come in your late 30s, early 40s, you, you are pulled back. And you find when you are in late 30s and early 40s, you're, you're, you begin to behave and live in a manner which is very, very similar to that of your parents. So the kind of lifestyle you have, the kind of liquid cash you have, I'm not necessarily saying that you'll have the same job, absolutely not. But the kind of life circumstances that you create for yourself are very, very similar to that of your parents. So you'll find the kind of, you know, the kind of holidays you take, the kind of relationships you have, the kind of friends you have, the kind of food you eat, the, the way you think and the way you behave is very, very similar to that of your parents. Why? Because your earliest earliest paradigms have now kicked in. And especially when it comes to money. Now, whether we like it or not, money impacts all areas of our life. If your parents didn't have much money or had comfortable money, that's what you will allow yourself to have, comfortable money or not enough money. And if your parents struggle with money, you will most likely struggle with it too. If not at the moment, it's, I can promise you, unless you work on that in in your in, in the few years' time, your earliest money paradigm wants to kick in, you will be struggling for cash because that's what you know. That's what your subconscious mind knows. And that's what it will try to replicate in your life at a similar age when you get to that level. So this is what I found very, very um, interesting about this this maid, the, the series made. And it was it was shocking because she had a daughter too. So I was thinking now, obviously there are people thinking from a different perspective and it, the show is supposed to highlight other things. But I was thinking from an energetic point of view, how, you know, it was so important for her to break this pattern, not only for, her, you know, for herself to improve her life, but that to improve the life of her daughter. Because you know, God forbid, if she doesn't work on this, she'll pass on the exact pattern to her daughter. And then her daughter will repeat it again. And you'll see history repeating itself. And I go on about this all the time that a lot of the times we blame the system and, you know, the patriarchy and all the all the institutions. We can, we can blame everything and everything. But we have to realize, you know, we create our own lives. We are creating, we are co-creators with the universe. We are creating our own lives. We are responsible for everything that shows up in our life, whether we're conscious of it or not. We have to take responsibility for it. As I did when I found out about this, I mean, instead of thinking, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, I'm going to go cry about it because, you know, God's been so unjust to me that my mother had to go through this and I'm going through this. I'm think, I thought, oh my goodness, you know, maybe because I was aware of, of, of um, you know, energy healing and energy work and all of this stuff, I realized, oh my goodness, 
if I can create this, oh my goodness, what else can I create? Because it would take a lot of energy and a lot of things to fall into place for a woman who is qualified lawyer in three jurisdictions, and not small ones either. You know, barrister in the UK, that's a massive thing, massive achievement. Also, fully qualified solicitor in the UK with England and Wales Law Society, fully qualified. I didn't, you know, I wasn't a trainee, I was fully qualified. And a fully qualified New York attorney, of all things, right? The three major qualifications, and yet she is struggling for cash and literally is, you know, becoming a single parent and who's trying to get on welfare, trying, being the operative work. I wasn't allowed to get on bloody welfare. Can you see what kind of energy is required to create those sort of circumstances? That's what was empowering to me, thinking if I can create that, bloody hell, I must be an amazing manifester. And I turned around thinking if I can create this, I can create anything. And I have. This is where my life is a, is a, is an example to people that you can do anything. When I took charge of my life and I realized I was creating from a default standard, because if you don't manifest on purpose, if you don't create purposely in your life, then you are creating by default. What do I mean by default? Default means by masses. You know, whatever the masses allow you to default, but to create, that's what you will create. So that's where we are creating from fear, scarcity, and all sorts, right? And your uh, and your old paradigms. Then I, you know, I within this three years, I went from one of the poorest, literally the one of the poorest boroughs, towns um, of London, to one of the most affluent ones. And you know, my kids are going doing really well, and so forth. I'm not going to go on about you know how well I'm doing financially, but I'm doing really, really well. But the point is, I did it in a record time. It, it didn't take me years and years and years. It didn't take me 10, 15 years to get there. I had already moved within three years. I was extremely comfortable and there's so many opportunities coming my way and things are happening. And, you know, my book became one of the the, the international best-selling books and my podcast is doing phenomenally well. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate your support. But all of this happened in record time. It didn't take years and years. It didn't take 10, 15 years of grafting. Of course, I'm still working. But I have to also remind you, I had two kids. I'm a mother first and a businesswoman second. If anything ever takes it takes a backseat, it's always my work. Why? Because my children always come first. My son's going through his eleven plus at the moment, so all all hands on deck. I'm you know focused on him. Yes, I've got tutors for him, but I'm also on top of it. I'm thinking about what he's going to do, where we are, and so forth, and stressed to the max because of it. Because he's not stressed. Someone has to be stressed. Obviously, it's not going to be him. So it has to be me. Um, <laughs> it's not going to be his dad either. So um, you know, jokes apart, it's something that I'm doing because that's my. F- so focus I'm you know if I'm not thinking about my son then I'm thinking about my work is one or the other but it's not that you know I have just been ignoring my children and just going into it I if my business has been built with ease and grace I have to say I'm very very blessed Divine's energy comes and supports you when you allow it but you have to recognize what are your earliest money paradigms. Not just earliest money paradigms, you can look at other, other paradigms as well. But I'm talking, because this is a money mindset um, show, I'm going to talk about money, of course. You need to recognize what are your earliest money paradigms. This topic is so important that in my mastermind, we cover this on modules two and three. So obviously, you know, you know me, I, I, forgiveness is my, my biggest thing. I really believe forgiveness is a path to prosperity. So the module one is always going to be about forgiveness. And that's a huge module. We do do a lot of work on forgiveness. However, module two is all its earliest money paradigm mum's story. And module three is earliest money paradigm dad's story because it's so vital. They're so important. 
And this is the reason why, because most of the time, if you want to look into why people are blocked and why they are stuck where they are and why they can't move ahead, especially after mid-30s, I promise you it's got to do with the mom and dad. The earliest money paradigm would kick in and it would be impacting them in ways they won't even recognize, they won't realize. They will keep creating scenarios where they believe they're either procrastinating or they're self-sabotaging. And I can tell you both ways procrastination or self-sabotage is neither of them exist it's just self-preservation your subconscious mind thinks oh if I do this I am I'm gonna hurt myself I'm gonna cause myself harm let me just sit there and not do anything and just think about doing it that's procrastination and and self-sabotage it's you creating scenarios where you know you are not getting to the goals you get to because again getting to achieving those goals are you know are seen as um you know dangerous for your subconscious mind so your subconscious mind makes scenarios or makes you behave in ways which you think you're creating self-sabotage. That's it. There is no such thing as procrastination or self-sabotage. It's just self-preservation because that's how your subconscious mind thinks and sees the world. So if you want to stop procrastinating, if you want to stop self-sabotaging, as you call it, you need to work on your subconscious mind and stop it from believing that achieving your goals is against it. Achieving your goals is dangerous. This is what you need to work on. And these, you won't even realize what you what you think is uh, dangerous until you work, go work backwards and go and look at your mom's story. Go and look at your dad's story. Well, how do they behave around money? How do they um, treat money? And then especially how were they with each other? How do they treat you? These are such important questions that you have to ask yourselves. Now, I do what's called a full money block analysis call with, with the, with, we offer that to people. And we always offer a special discount when people go through my workshop, which if you haven't gone through it, I highly recommend Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop. It's on for a ridiculous, ridiculous price at the moment, only 27 quid. Probably by the time you listen to it, probably go up because we are looking to put it up and uh, eventually it needs to go up because I've been told it's just ridiculously low. But if you go through that, you will be given a code and then you can book a call with me. I'm doing those calls at the moment and in the future I am training my coaches to be able to do those calls as well. And if we ever now, if you and I ever get on a call like that, it's called full money block analysis call. That is when I will deep dive into your mind. And I'm guaranteed nine times out of 10, if someone's blocked up, it's probably because of the mom and dad. I did have this one incident actually recently when I was speaking to this gentleman. It wasn't his dad, it was actually his brother. But then it was a brother which is a lot older than him, so it was it was a fatherly figure too. So we we got to the bottom of it. But it usually has something to do with dad's story or mom's story. Nine times out of 10. Very rarely something else intervenes. And that's how important your earliest money paradigm is. So all I wanted to do from, you know, from this this um, series made was to bring it to your attention. How important it is that you recognize what are your, what situations or what scenarios from your mom and dad's life are you reliving in yours? How have you manifested your mom or your dad's life in your life? And how is that helping or harming you? Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, do please do leave us a review. And if you do leave us a review, send it it's in the screenshot of it to uh, Money Mindset with Gul Khan. And we will send you our million in the mirror as our way saying thank you. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website, 
www.gulkhan.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop. And if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money, then go and get my book, Laws of Money, from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.